is. So today, I'm Marky, and this is Kevin Nowicki. We have two Kevins, yes. but this is the Nowicki Kevin. Uh, we have a wonderful show for you today. Hi, guys. Comment. Uh, tell us where you're watching from. We want to see you. Comment so we can see your name and everything. Absolutely. So, um, Buddy says, Franklin, Fry Tag. I don't know what that, how to say that, <laughs> apparently, obviously. I think that's but, German. Probably German, but hi, yeah, welcome to the show. We Thanks have an awesome God. show for you. Let's show you what we have coming up. Yeah. So today we have The Price is Right. Whoa, right. We have to always say it like that just because we can. The Price is Whoa, right. Uh, it's going to be awesome. We can see what crazy, like, interesting things Buddy has for us today. And then we have Prayer, which is going to be really powerful. Make sure you join Prayer. And What's Right Elementary. Oh, elementary. Elementary, yes. Elementary, to see if we can pass elementary school. And then we have What's the Word. It's going to be really amazing. You're not going to want to miss What's the Word. Today it's on hope. It's a very, very important message. But anyway, hi, guys. It's so good to see you. You're oh, commenting away. We're seeing you. Oh, William Aldridge says, Shalom. Shalom. All Hi, right. Priscilla. Peace to you, brother. I think I saw that Pastor Nicole is on. Hi, Pastor Nicole. That's super exciting. That is super yeah. exciting. Hey, oh my goodness. Yes. Before I forget. Yes. Are you excited for this weekend? Yes, I'm oh so word. excited for this weekend. Can we share what's going on this yeah, weekend? Yeah, we actually have a uh, graphic we can put up to share on this weekend. So first, it's Holy Ghost Weekend, you know, it's like, it's like packed, it's <laughs> yes. amazing. Oh, so tonight, Lord. today's Friday, right? Today's yes. Friday, yeah, yes. well, happy Friday. Yes. Today's Friday, tonight starts prayer night. Yes. It's going to be amazing. You're not going to want to miss this. It's So it's like, it, it flies by every time. It yes. flies by, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. it's like, it, and it's, it's so powerful, honestly, guys. Like, it, it's not like you come in here and it's just like, trying to summon up things right. to say and it's right. like uh, what do I pray now <laughs> it's, it's not like that at all right it's so powerful and, and the Holy like, Spirit moves so much yeah it's dynamite power I mean uh, yes. things are just falling off uh, all it over the place is. breakthrough happening left and right uh, it, it is super powerful. Yeah, if super you've powerful. never prayed for that long before, come and you'll see how awesome it is. I love it. I, yes. I genuinely love it so much. It's great. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow, it's yes. tomorrow Saturday, and tomorrow is Soul Winning Saturday. Yes. It's so cool. Okay. Starts here at the church. It does. It starts at here at the church at 1 p.m. So come, come, so come to 9 at 6 p.m. And then tomorrow come at 1 p.m. Yeah. And we're going to be training people. People to go out soul winning. Have you ever wanted to like, wanted to pray for people, wanted to make an impact and just yeah. didn't know how? Right. If that's like, if that's in your heart, but you're just like, you know what, I don't know how to do it. Every time I try to yeah. share Jesus or do something, I just get like, I don't know what to say and I freeze yeah. up and then I don't do it. Yeah. We'll come tomorrow and we'll show you how to do it. That's right. And every one of us can do it. You know, it's in the Bible. It's the Great Commission. And every one of us have that ability. Yes. So. And on Sunday. And then Sunday. Sunday, we're going to have amazing services that are starting uh, with Dr. Richard Moore. It's going to be really awesome. And then it goes until Wednesday. And uh, I think, right, it's Wednesday. You know what? Who knows? Could it be extended? Yeah. It could happen. Praise They're going to be like, so I, the last time Dr. Richard was here, um, I wasn't here, but I got here. I moved to North Carolina not long after. And I heard about those meetings 
for months, yeah. months. Like they were so life changing for yeah. the people that were here that they talked about it and talked about how much it changed their lives. Yeah. So there are going to be like signs and wonders and miracles, and it's going to be awesome. If you need it, if you need things from the Lord, you should come to these meetings. It's going to be really awesome. Come and come expecting to receive. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's not a maybe. It's not a possibly. It's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There are things that are going to happen this weekend, all the way up to this uh, this Wednesday, possibly beyond. Who knows? It's going to happen. Yeah. So get here. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> get here. Okay. Well, let's let's jump into our first question yes. of the day. It's family chat time. Okay. And also, just to remind you, do you want a gift card? Do you want money? All you have to do is talk to us. That's it. You just have to comment and talk to us. And you, if you're the hundredth comment, you will get a gift card. And now is a perfect time to do that. So let's let's jump into our first question. Okay, Team Swinning, are you on? Which team are you on? Are you guys on Team Swinning? Swinning? Swimming? <laughs> are you on Team Sunbathing? Which one do you prefer to do? Comment now. Yeah. So I'm totally a, a swimmer. You're totally. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, I'll get kissed by the sun when I'm in the water. I'm I'm okay with that. I don't have to lay yeah. out. Yeah, you know? I can't really picture you like staying still. Like you seem like you seem pretty busy. Like okay, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I like I like to I like to feel the sun and just relax. As I'm sure most people could guess, of mm -hmm. I'm like I'm just gonna be like the sun's so nice or whatever. Yeah. Even if I'm not trying to get like tan or anything, I just like the warmth of the sun. Right. So let me ask you this then: Are you a chaise lounger type of chill, or are oh, you what? out on the chaise? Yeah, it's a lounge, chaise? big long lounge chair. Chase, chaise, chaise, chaise. Come on, guys, this is some fancy stuff. I need some help. This is very fancy. Okay, so a big long lounge chair. Do you like sit in a big long lounge chair or on a blanket on the sand? Uh, well, I guess it's the difference between like a pool and the beach. Right. Fair enough. Fair mm. enough. Probably I like I like to sit in a chair because on the on the beach you're just kind of like flat <laughs> <laughs> like you don't have head support. But anyway, uh, okay. William said swimming. My whiteness cannot exist in the long <coughs> presence of the sun. <laughs> uh, Bunny said swimming. <laughs> Johnny said swimming. Yes. Pastor Nicole said as a redhead I am either Casper or a lobster, no in between. So I'm not wasting my time sunbathing. <laughs> That's funny. Absolutely. Yeah. So what about you guys? Do you, yeah. do you like swimming? You like uh, sunbathing? It looks like most most of the fellas are into the swimming, mm -hmm. and the ladies are more sunbathers. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Cool. Very good. What is our second question yeah. of the day? I'm excited to get into the second one. What What do we have? Team gold. Team silver. Um, is this talking about like jewelry? Like I don't know what that means. Wow. Is it jewelry? Ju jewelry? Is that what that is? What that's do you, awesome. Do you I'm, think I'm that's sorry, what I'm, that is? Uh, sure, I'll go with that. But the reason why I'm just so taken back by that is because Buddy and I, the very first conversation we had when we came in this morning was about silver and gold. And they're silver and what they and gold. <laughs> silver and gold. <laughs> and what they and what they represent in the uh, in the tabernacle of Moses. So I, ah, I just really? Oh. That was pretty cool. So we didn't even know these questions were going to be up here. Oh, oh so. Miss Charlia says, definitely like the chase. Uh, okay, I guess we're going with the jewelry. So uh, Rachel says, silver. Uh, Priscilla says, team white gold. Buddy says, first place is better than second place. 
<laughs> what? Yeah, gold. Gold. Oh, okay. Music. William said, everyone wishes for silver and gold. Is that, is that, is that part of the song? Are those the words? that I didn't sing? Probably. Is that another song? Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, that's another yeah. song. Okay, Joni said the way I heard it was team first place or second place. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Joni said gold. Yeah. Uh, oh, Charlie S is platinum. Charlie S, plat platinum. Oh my. Well, alrighty then. I, I like, like silver. I like gold. I like silver color. I certainly prefer gold. <laughs> so like white gold. Yeah. There you go. There you have it. Uh, Bunny said, "Run so as to win the prize." Yes. I don't know why that was so hard for me to say. <laughs> Run <laughs> so as. Okay. Um, this is, today's a fun day. Yeah, it is. Okay. All right. We have another question. Yeah, we have another question. What awesome. is our other question? Question. Team living room <laughs> or team bedroom? I thought it said <laughs> team bathroom. I was like, that's oh a weird one. Yeah, that would definitely throw a different dynamic <laughs> into it. Oh, team living uh, room or team yeah. bedroom? Okay. Um, I'm definitely team bedroom. You <laughs> like, are? I do. I like. I you like to be. You do all your stuff there. You study there. You do everything there. I like to be. Yeah, I like. I like to be in the bedroom. Okay. I like to just relax in there or study in there or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm a living room kind of guy. Living room. Oh yeah, I love the love to hang out on the couch. Uh, the social aspect. I guess I guess it's yes. like, are you social at home? or Are you not social at home? That makes sense because really, there's not a lot of people that are invited into your bedroom, so that, that would make <laughs> yeah. perfect sense. Priscilla said living room. Buddy said bedroom for sure. Char Charlia said definitely living room. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Pastor Nicole said team depends on what time it is. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. William said living room because my bedroom is farther away from the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. I really like, I like to, I like to, do you, okay. Do you guys eat in your bedroom? Is that like a yes uh, no, or a no? No, 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 no. no? no? I'm no. getting no's. Do you guys eat in your bedroom? Is that just me? Cause I like to, but I guess I'm just weird. <laughs> Who wants crumbs in the bed? That's just... It's, you clean it. It's like you get crumbs anywhere else and you clean it. But it's relaxing. Yeah, but when I get in the bed, it, it never <laughs> fails. I'm going to start falling asleep. And then I'm going to sleep in crumbs? No, I'm out. Oh, yeah. I I'm can, I don't, I don't instantly fall asleep. Um, Priscilla said no eating in the room. Johnny said Amen. yes, yes that you do eat in the bedroom. No, Johnny said yes. Yes, he likes living rooms. There's no way that he would ever eat in his room. I'm, I'm feeling that from Johnny. Just oh, in his really? Comment. Just yeah. in the yes. I'm that that's what that means. That, oh, Pastor Cole said yeah. Uh, LL Williams sounds very teenagery. But <laughs> uh, he said breakfast in bed. Yeah, what about breakfast in bed? Come on. Okay, I'm a man. You guys are taking that away from me. I'm a man. I'll serve breakfast in bed, but I probably won't ever have it. <laughs> Priscilla said one crumb would wake me up. No food in bed. Joni uh, said, yes, eating in the room. Eating in the bedroom? <laughs> I, mean, I feel like he's going to twist that and be like, see, she's eating in the living room. No, I think you mean, I don't know what you mean, honestly. <laughs> you mean the bedroom or living room? I think she means bedroom. Okay. Well, this is this is. What, do we have one more question? I think we do. Let's right, see what cool. our last question is. Oh, team team candy or team popcorn? It's. I'm assuming. I'm. I'm kind of feeling like this is at the movie. 
What do you think? Or just in general? I think it's in general. Oh, I mean, okay. it does apply to the movie, though, for sure. Yeah, but I don't yeah. know. Maybe it does. Maybe, maybe it is movie. Yeah. If it's at the movie, I'm totally... You think it's movies? It's at the okay, movies? Buddy thinks it's at the movies. Okay. Okay. At the movies, I'm Team Popcorn. Yeah. I mean, can you really say you went to the movies if you didn't have a pet popcorn? It's like you went to the movies with a, like a, a slighted experience. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's that's most important. Yeah, so. but I like like uh, so like the rights don't. They're not really a big fan of like the the butter, like the the, the movie theater butter, because they they or someone. I don't know. Maybe it's not the whole family, but I've had conversations, and sometimes people are. Some of them are saying like, "Well, it, it tastes like chemicals or whatever," and I'm like, "I am totally okay with that. Like, it tastes amazing. <laughs> like the 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 butter and the salt together, like." I need, like, my popcorn needs to have butter and salt, yeah, or yeah. else I'm eating styrofoam. <laughs> like, <laughs> I agree. I love the, I love movie uh, popcorn with butter. William said, "Popcorn is the main event. Candy is just the fancy filigree. Is that how you say that word? Filigree. Filigree on top. Why is this 16-year-old throwing big words at me? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's William. It's William." Bunny said, I love, I think he meant to say my, I love my, my $13.95 popcorn. Not an Albemarle, though. Albemarle is cheap. They got, the movie theater here is cheap. I know really? it's been like closed for a while and stuff, but it's much cheaper than like a big AMC or something. Yeah, oh, and it, it's open it now. Yeah, if you guys you want go. to go to a cheap one, go to Albemarle, all the right, one in cool. town. But anyway, well, that is all the time we have for family chat. Yeah. I wish I could have kept going and I know, everything. that was fun. But it's time to move on because we have more things to do, more exciting parts of the show today. Yes. So let's get into it. So the next thing we have is the Price, Price is Right. right. Yes. So get ready, guys. Now is the time. Now is the time to share the broadcast with your friends. Oh, it's Hannah. I'm sorry. I got sidetracked. Hi, Hannah. Hi, she Hannah. said my two favorite people. Yes. We both know Hannah. We from love the, Hannah. From the river. We love you. Yes. So much. Okay, stick around. Hannah, stick around. Everybody stick around. We're, we're, going, we're taking a second and transitioning, but uh, share the broadcast, and we'll be right back. See you guys. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Lunch Plus. See, I said we'd be right back. We're right back. We're here. here. We are. We're here. Hannah, are you still with us? You better be. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, we have an awesome broadcast for yes. you today. Yes, Here's what's coming up yes. today on the broadcast. First, we have the Price Is Right. After the Price Is Right, we have a time of prayer followed by. Uh, our newest segment, What's Right Elementary. And then we're going to be jumping into What's the Word. It's going to be awesome. But first up, we have The Price is Right. All right. Well, welcome to The Price is Right. This is my favorite segment. Really? 
Is it you like your top, like absolute favorite? Yeah, I see really? that every time we do this segment. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you every said, single like, time. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Fun. Every time. I say that. But you know, it's okay. Uh, oh guys, God. this is the prices, right? This is where I show you crazy things that you can buy on the internet. Yes. Yep. And we guess how much we think these items cost. Yeah. All right, but today we have a special edition of what? the Price is Right. What? We do? This, this edition of the Price is Right is brought to you by Tiffany and Company. They're not actually sponsoring this, um, <laughs> just to clarify. But I discovered that they have a lot of super interesting things. Tiffany, um, like the jewelry Yeah, Tiffany? like the jewelry company. You know. Really? Tiffany, cool. Oh, and well, we yeah. just talked about jewelry. Yeah, we so, did. you know, it fits. It fits. Okay. So, apparently, so if you go to the Tiffany & Company website, they have things mm -hmm. made out of gold and silver and stuff that you're like, why? <laughs> well, well, you know, that's, it's, really? it's actually great. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been thoroughly interested. In this, and I've been getting so many ads on Facebook after doing this research. Wow! Uh, yeah. For for Tiffany and Company, it's been incredible. But here's awesome. how the game goes. Okay. We're gonna put an item up on the screen. One of our contestants is going to have to guess how much they think the item costs, and we want you to participate in the comments as well. Tell us how much do you think these items cost, and then their competitor will have to say, uh, will have to guess whether they think they think it's higher or lower than the initial guess. All right, so let's jump in. Marky, we'll have you guess higher or lower first. We'll have you guess the price. <laughs> yes! All right. All right. Let's do it. All right, let's jump in with our first item of the day. Okay. This is a sterling silver tin can. Okay, that's... It's a tin can <laughs> made out of sterling silver. You can't be sterling silver and tin. <laughs> well, it's, it's a sterling silver shaped T tin can shaped <laughs> item okay. made of sterling silver. Ah, gotcha. Does that gotcha. make sense? Yes, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? It's an empty tin can. Yes. It's an empty can. Yes. Sterling made out of silver. it's an empty can made out of sterling silver. Awesome. Why? All right. How much do you think people are actually willing to buy? <laughs> it, for and there's us. nothing, it's empty. Okay. It's empty. But it's sterling silver. It's, it's not sterling like it's silver. like white gold. Or yeah, it's whatever. made out of sterling silver. All right. I would, I would say that would probably be seventy-five dollars, depending on the weight. But I'm, mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I think seventy-five dollars is a pretty good guess. All right, seventy-five dollars. Do yeah. you think it's higher or lower? <laughs> you have no idea. Your face, you're just like, do you think it's? <laughs> I'm just really excited about this. Johnny guessed 75. Pastor Nicole said it's a Campbell's soup can with a label on. <laughs> One thirty-nine. Oh my god. <laughs> William says 750. Do, do you think it's higher or lower yeah, than 75? I don't know because it's it depends if we're going by the brand or not. Like the I mean you they're also expensive. Have to pay to the brand. The yes. brand. Okay. Um, the brand of sterling silver can. No, Tiffany's. The, the brand is Tiffany. Oh, oh Tiffany. yeah, yes, because Tiffany's does demand. What high. did you say? Seventy five. Seventy five dollars. <clears throat> do you want to adjust um, <laughs> your eyes? Because <laughs> she brings a very good point. Tiffany's. I mean, you put the name Tiffany's on it. It's yeah. Like, Ow. All right. You think it's higher or lower? You can't adjust it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say. Right. I'm going to say higher. All I'm reading right. the social cues. She's going to say higher. How much does the sterling silver can cost? No. One thousand and twenty-five dollars. No. No, what in the world? I mean, have you ever just wanted 
thousand dollar tin can. What just in the house. world? That is, I've never been more shocked by something on The Price is Right. Oh my gosh. Did you ever play Kick the Can? No. What? I certainly won't be playing it with that <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, heavens. Oh my gosh. Well, I have, I'm shocked. Okay, so well, so welcome to the concept of today's Price is Right. Oh my god, <laughs> a thousand, oh my gosh. All right, well, let's jump in then to our next item. All right, this one, Marky, you're going to be guessing the price. This is, it's a walnut and leather ping pong set. It comes with two uh, table tennis paddles made of leather walnut that have a little sterling silver case on it. Not case, uh, plaque on it, mm -hmm. as well as three... Tiffany and Company tennis balls. If a tin can is a thousand dollars, what is that? Oh my gosh. Um, I want to say like, I mean, if it weren't for the fact that the other one was so high, I would say, I would want to say like maybe like $800 or something. But with the other, I don't know though. I don't, that, that, it can't be less than a tin can. Um, <laughs> I like what William said. He said, are, what are you even supposed to keep in that sacred beans? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Johnny um, guessed 300. What do you think? If we're going based off a tin can, I got to say more. So I'm going to say like, I, I'm going to say, I'll say 1500 Okay, 1500 Yeah, I'm definitely coming in above that. Those are, knowing now, that, this is Tiffany. Mm. That's handcrafted walnut, mm. I guarantee you. Oh, handcrafted yeah. leather, is, it's definitely higher than that. Okay. All right. It, can I ask you, like, what your, this won't go against you or for you, but I'm mm -hmm. curious what your price would be for that. Five. 5000 I put 5000 Okay. All right. Well, how much... Does this cost? It costs seven hundred, seven hundred dollars. What just happened? <laughs> what? Seven hundred dollars. <laughs> See, we're all, we're gonna be all over the place today. What this just is... happened? <laughs> what? Tiffany and Company is super confusing. What in the world? <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Cash and Nicole had it right. She had it spot on. Whoa! Well done. And then oh she said, "Add the ball, and it's a thousand. That's funny. Oh uh, my gosh. All right, well, let's jump into our next item right now. We are. Oh, yeah, let's. Are we. No, it's two. It's one to one. Third, uh, yeah, no. No, no two, she's got two a to one. one. Two, to, two to nothing. Yeah. This is the first time oh, it's not wow. one to one. I've just automatically assumed. Oh, this is shocking. Pat, Pastor Nicole said there's no tin silver on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, our third item of the day. Third item. We have, it's a sterling silver tape measure. <laughs> you ever wanted to just have like a super expensive tape measure that only goes up to 15 feet? <laughs> you ever wanted one of those? How, how far do they normally go? 25. Yeah. That is this like, is this like a girl thing? Like, is this like, are the, are the women buying this sterling silver tape measure? Not, or yeah. do you think some guys okay, are wanting some, some carpenters, you know. When somebody retires from a job where they use a measuring device, I guarantee this is the kind of thing that they would buy that oh. person as a retirement oh, gift. I see. That is not something that somebody's wearing on their hip or to the job. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Hallelujah. So. Uh, am I guessing the you're you're guessing the price? So I'm going higher or lower. You're you're guessing the price. She's guessing higher or lower. Okay. <laughs> Johnny right. says three thousand. Oh That's yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say that. Um, yeah, I would probably. I'm gonna come in at uh, seven thousand five hundred dollars. Seven thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah. Wow. 
That's a price. All right. That's a crazy block. That is a big block of metal. Yeah, that's true. All, all made out of strong silver Let's, with the tip. You don't think it's like plated? You think it's like solid? Like he said, mm -hmm. sterling. That means yeah. solid. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm just gonna say lower, just to say it, right. <laughs> just to see if it's lower. Okay, right. I'm gonna go lower. Praise all right, God. William guessed twelve fifty at least. Let's see how much does it cost. It costs one thousand two hundred seventy-five dollars. I. Dang! <laughs> $1,275. Uh, William was only 25 bucks off. How close was it to the other one? Was it oh, like what, the other the tin can was a thousand what? A thousand twenty-five. And this, this was, was a thousand two hundred seventy-five. I I'm just gonna concede. Oh my god. <laughs> William said, Well, I was close. Yeah. Oh my word. Oh my god. <laughs> what a fun day. <laughs> this is such a weird game. All right, let's jump I into our next was, one. Pastor Nicole probably has about the same amount of tin silver. Oh, That's true. you guys awesome. are smart. That's good. All right, okay. our fourth item, fourth item of the day. We have a bubble blower. <laughs> no way. Also no. made out of silver. No. <laughs> no. You can buy a bubble no. blower. What kind of bratty kid are you buying a sterling, sterling silver bubble blower for? <laughs> Who knows? From people, Tiffany's. Richie Rich. Shop at Tiffany's, yeah. yeah Richie oh Rich. my gosh. That thing will probably land on the ground in five minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Unless it's for an adult. I mean, I don't know which is weirder. Like, uh, <laughs> an adult okay. with one. Okay, am I guessing You're now? You're guessing this time. Oh my god! I have no idea what the price rate is right. Oh, it's three to nothing, right? Yeah. The score. <laughs> I'm totally okay. losing. Okay. Um, badly. The I'm gonna guess five hundred. Five hundred. Passion Nicole guessed one twenty-five. All right, Kevin, you think it's higher or lower than five hundred? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Passion Nicole because she's been so close. So I'm gonna say lower. Lower than five hundred dollars. Yeah. All right, everyone. <clears throat> let's show everyone how much is the bubble blower. It is actually only uh, two hundred fifty dollars. Ah! So it's about you got half the price. It. Well done. It's Good three job. to one. I thought like that was like a consolation. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got it. Well done. Well done. Uh, William said, I feel like this is the type of stuff trust fund kids would get for their birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, yeah. All right. Now we're going to let's jump into our final item of the day. Yes. This one is going to be fun. This is an 18 karat gold paperclip. What? 18 karat gold. It must clip. be being used for some important papers. Mm -hmm. You must really be. think that they're using that on documents? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the heck you would Could use an 18 karat gold paperclip for. Wow, praise but God. I guess someone would use it at some point. Sure. In life. All right, so 18 karat gold paperclip. I wish I kind of knew the size and weight. Uh, really doesn't matter because I'm getting blown away. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say that is mm, $110. $110. All right. How much do you, Marky, <laughs> for an 18 karat gold paperclip? I think it's going to be higher. Higher than? I think it's going to be higher. What would you guess? 100 110. 110? I think it's going to be higher. What do you guys think? <laughs> Pastor Nicole said $1 million or $1,500. Let's show everyone how much is the 18 karat gold paperclip. It is $1,500. You are almost at 10% of the price. You were close. 
close to 10%. I stink. <laughs> I'll tell you, this, this one has been all over the board. Can oh we go back God. to the gold toilet, please? <laughs> <laughs> we will next week. Wow, this was really good. Like, this mm. was a really interesting one. It was shocking. Yeah. I yeah. really like that. All not, not just because I won. I, I promise it was genuinely just entertaining. <laughs> These are all things that you can legitimately find on the Tiffany & Company website. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm going to be going to that website immediately and purchasing something. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> that all was right, fun. That was fun. All right, guys, well, thank you for joining us for The Price is Right. Now we're going to be moving on to our next segment, which is prayer, confessions. Yep. Prayer. Prayer yeah. uh, with Kevin Buck. It's going to be powerful. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Yes. Uh, we'll see you in just a couple seconds for prayer. See you guys. Good afternoon, everybody. Hi, I'm Kevin Buck versus the Kevin Nowicki that you keep seeing. I'm, I'm the, the older version, I guess. A um, little bit smaller version, too. But <laughs> we're going to go into a time of prayer here. Uh, Want to just join our faith together. A lot of things going on right now. Um, a lot of things we need prayer for. So uh, just want to be led in, into uh, what God has for us and in his plan. So. Um, let's just start with, with his will. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that your will is good and right, and you have our best interest at heart, Father. We thank you that you are doing great things, Father, that we may not see, but we know by faith you're doing, Lord. We pray that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father, as Jesus has taught us to pray. Father, we receive that now. We Establish your dominion by faith in us and through us in Jesus' name. May your will be done in us, Lord, and by us, Lord God. I pray that our, our hearts would be moved by your spirit and your word, that we would be moved to, uh, to do and to lead in your direction, Lord, that by your spirit, Father, we would uh, walk out your will, yes. that it will be put to work and established on this earth in Jesus' name, by your word, by your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your goodness, Lord, and the way that you have given us everything that we need for life and godliness. We walk in that, Lord, and we are, are grateful, Lord, that you are faithful and righteous and good. And we look forward, Father, to what you will be doing in our, our coming days. We are so grateful, Lord God, for your mercy and your grace. We just pray that your will would be done in the church, on this earth, in us, Lord God, and through us. And we thank you for that, Father. We pray right now, Lord, for our nation, all the things that are going on right now, Lord, all the uncertainty. Father, you know, you know who won the election. You know 
where this country is going, where this world is going. You know what your plans are, Father. You, you have established a plan, Lord God. And we walk in that. We just thank you and ask, Lord, that you would pour out your mercy and your grace upon our nation. That, Father, you would pour out peace upon us, Lord. That your will would be done in this election and that, that hearts would be drawn to you. And no matter who wins, no matter who gets elected, Father, we, we know that you are on the throne. You are in control. You have a plan. And that your will is being done, Lord God, through everything that's going on. We know that you're accomplishing much. You're doing great things. We, we thank you for that, Father, and pray that... Um, our hearts would be prepared for your plan and your will, Lord God. Father, I want to pray quick for our, our weekend with Dr. Richard Moore. Pray that your spirit would be upon our church and that we would be receptive to what you have for us, Father, that you would move in, in our time of soul winning on Saturday, Lord, in prayer tonight, and just thank you for your goodness, Lord. We expect you and we are, are looking forward to what you have for us. We just ask that you would uh, just order our steps, Father. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now we're going to be moving into um, another fun time with What's Right Elementary. We'll see how we all do on that. Um, bear with us just a minute, and we'll be right back um, after we transition. So we'll see you in just a minute. Thank you. Welcome to What's Right Elementary. We are in What's Right yeah. Elementary right now. We're in the halls yep. of What's Right Elementary, and this is an exciting time because this is where we get to determine whether or not we would pass elementary school. <laughs> Lord help great? us. <laughs> Every time I've been on this segment, I have not passed. It's, it's, it's a humbling experience. I watched it, and I'm going, hmm, what is the answer to that? So yes, we'll find yes. out. So this is like elementary school Jeopardy, if you yes, think about yes. it right, right. that way. Oh. Uh, not, not like Jeopardy, Jeopardy, elementary school Jeopardy. Yes. But that's okay. See, here's how this, this game goes. I have a range of questions from first grade to fifth grade. Yes. All right, and I will ask the questions. Guys, you can put your answers in the comments. And here's what I'm going to do, all right? I'm going to leave it open to you guys. If you want to read off the screen, you can read off the screen. Okay. If you don't... The question don't. you mean? The, oh, okay. the, well, the answers. Oh, you I'm mean saying, of the people's like, comments. You, yeah, so, oh, okay. so you guys are going to be okay. participating as yeah, much. Yeah, we need your help. Yeah, so, but Probably. here's how it's going to go. The first person <laughs> to raise their hand, because we're in elementary school. First person to raise their hand, I'll call on you. And, and uh, if you give me a correct answer, I'll say correct, you get a point. Yay. Give me an incorrect answer, I'll pass it on to the person, to the next person. All right? That's pretty much how this game is going to go. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. Are sure. you guys ready? 
Let's do this. Yes. What's right, elementary? Our first question of the day, we are jumping into first grade first science. Grade. All right. First grade science. Here's our question of today. According to NASA, that's key. According to NASA, <laughs> yeah. how many planets are in the solar system? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Kevin Nowicki. Nine? NASA. No. Eight. Eight is correct. Because they killed According to Pluto. NASA, oh, yeah. Pluto was yeah, not yeah. a planet. I thought it came back in. No, it never came back. Not with them. Pluto. No. So according to NASA, Pluto, that's messed up, right? Yeah, it is. It's messed up. Right? I mean, that's just killing the little guy. <laughs> I heard one check about that. <laughs> killing the little guy. All right, let's jump into second grade history. History. Oh, Lord. All right, according to second this. grade history, how many stripes are on the American flag? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Kevin Nowicki. Thirteen. Now, yes, correct. Okay, oh, oh, oh. I Bo bonus, what do the stripes represent? They were the stripes for the first 13 original colonies. Well done. You don't get an extra point for that, but, you know. Yes. No, I don't. I'm okay. glad he knew that, because I might have <laughs> answered wrong. Awesome. What would you have guessed? 500. 500? Johnny? Oh, he's not. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's way back. That's an old <laughs> comment. Sorry. There's 500 stripes. Okay. We're good. We're good. <laughs> All right, guys, help us out in the comments. Um, <laughs> Poor Pluto. <laughs> yeah, we need what? your help in the comments because we're getting into the higher grade levels now. Oh, oh my goodness. Here. Where we're third stepping grade? into third grade. third grade. This is a little intimidating. All right. Because we're doing third grade math. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Third grade math. When writing out a fraction, the number above the line is called what? Numerator. Final answer? Yes. Yes, it is called the numerator. Yes. I just wanted to add some. Bottom is denominator. denominator. Yeah. yeah, well Praise done. God. All right. I'm so on the board so with one. So far? I passed so third far. grade. This <laughs> is a good thing. We've gotten the answer so far to all the questions. Yeah, yeah. Which is great. So far, you guys are passing. <laughs> so, well done. Well done, guys. Awesome. Oh, I feel better. All right, now we're going to enter into fourth grade grammar. Oh, Lord. Here we go. <laughs> you seem excited. Let me pray. <laughs> All right, fourth grade grammar. What part of speech is the word very? Adjective. Oh. Adjective? No. Kevin, what part of speech is the word very? All you know is that it's not an adjective. <laughs> it's not a noun, it's not an adjective, it's not a verb. Would it be an adverb? Adverb, final answer? Sure. That is actually correct. It is an adverb. There are very rare instances when it could be a verb. Okay. So I made that a possible okay. answer as well. But okay. for the most part, it is an adverb. Adverb. Well done, Kevin Nowicki. Yes. Congratulations. What is All it, right. three to one here? I've only gotten to third grade and you're in fourth. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we've got to see That's if we okay. get to fifth. Let's we're, get here we're go, fifth, fifth grade. grade territory. William Aldridge got that one right with adverb. Nice job, William. All right, now we're entering in. What's fifth grade? Fifth grade. Fifth grade what? Fifth grade geography. Oh, Lord, here we go. What is the capital of Maryland? I grew up in Maryland, so I know this one. But what is the capital of Maryland? I will give you a hint. It's not Baltimore. No. Yeah, I figured that out, but I can't remember it. Not Trenton. Fifth grade was such a long time ago for me. Fredericksburg? No. Okay. You have a chance to steal this one to pass fifth grade. I honestly you know can't. Note I did give you permission to look at the screen. 
Annapolis, there you Annapolis go. Annapolis is Thank correct. Thank you, William Aldrich. Well done, Woo, William Aldrich. Cool. What a good, uh, me out. what a good help. I barely one. made fifth grade, but I, tra I, I cheated. <laughs> did you cheat or did you just, was it a group activity? I, I guess we'll just call it a group project. It was a group project. We all passed. I, got well, a, yeah. I had a brainiac in my group and <laughs> got one. Amen. Well, nice guys, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us for um, What's Right Elementary. Yes. I almost said the price is right because I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it looks like we're going to do confessions. We're going to jump into a quick time of confessions before we dive into the word. So we'll see you in just a second for confessions. guys, it's me. Welcome to Confessions. We have a powerful group of confessions for you today, uh, and we want to encourage you to take a moment and declare these out of your mouths. The Bible says, when, we declare, when you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So there's a power in confessing with our mouths, not just agreeing in our heads, but confessing with our mouths. So we have two more confessions for you today, Confession 6 and Confession 7. Uh, so as we wrap up uh, the week to today, guys, let's jump in. Confession number 6, declare this, declare this out loud. Uh, confession number 6, let's put that up on the screen for you guys. Let's declare this together. We keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. We keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Amen. Now let's jump into confession number seven and declare this out loud. Put it in the comments. The struggle is over. Come on, put that in the comments. The struggle, the struggle is over. Amen. The struggle is over for you. The struggle is over in, in our nation. The struggle is over wherever your foot treads. It's given to you. You don't have to toil for it. You don't have to struggle for it. The struggle is over in Jesus' name. Guys, thank you for joining us for Confessions today. Now we're going to be moving on, transitioning over into what's the word. We're going to be talking about how there is hope. There's hope for you today. And let's talk, and we're just going to uh, take these next few seconds, like and share the broadcast, and we'll see you right there for What's the Word.
Hey guys, welcome to What's the Word? Today we have an awesome word. I don't know, for some reason I felt like we were jumping into Reading Rainbow or something. <laughs> you guys remember Reading Rainbow? Yeah. Reading Rainbow, take a look, it's in our book. Reading Rainbow. I don't know, I just felt like super calm. I need a, I need a book now. Um, anyway, guys, welcome to, uh, welcome to What's the Word. We have a powerful word for you today. Pastor's going to be in in just a minute. But until he comes in, guys, let's just take a moment. Uh, let us know who's watching. Say hello in the comments. Tell us where you are watching from. We want to say hello to you. We want to say hi. We love you guys. Uh, so say, let us know where are you watching from in the comments, whether you're watching from the sound booth, whether you're watching from uh, Long Island, New York, whether you're watching from, I don't know, the White House, wherever you're watching from, say hello. Let us know that you are here. We love you guys. Uh, but today we have a powerful word for you. We're going to be talking about there is hope. I don't know if you guys were able to join us yesterday, um, but, but Pastor, uh, Pastor Marky and Abby, we're all just sharing uh, about how we can take on hope. We can put on hope. And hope is an important thing. Uh, one, one of the things that I've heard Pastor talk about, you know, is, is uh, that one time you heard someone say, well, you know, I don't want to get my hopes up. And then he, he, he mentioned how it didn't really set right in his spirit. And so he took it to the Lord, and the Lord said, if you can't put your hope in me, if you can't build your hopes up in me, then what are you doing? So, you know, it's, it's uh, very important for us to ensure that we are putting our hope in God. You know, hope, the, the Bible says that these things remain, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. But hope remains. Hope remains no matter what's going on in our, in our nation. Hope remains no matter what's going on in your home. Hope can remain no matter what's going on in your finances. Hope can remain no matter what's going on. And, and it's important for us to be willing to keep hope, to hold on to hope. Uh, it's, that, that's an important thing for us to do. And so we're going to be talking about that a little bit more today, uh, about the importance of hope. And, and yesterday, Pastor was talking a little bit about how the devil wants to try to grate our hope. It, like, like if you ever um, grate, grated cheese, you know, you know you, what, what, what happens? You have a nice thick block, but then you, one small piece at a time, that, that, that you, you grade up that cheese. And that's what the devil tries to do with us with our hope, is he wants to try to, one small piece at a time, just begin to grade it away, you know, through one little circumstance or through one thought that we haven't given to God. You know, how many times have, have uh, bad thoughts started, start coming into our minds where we haven't, you know, crucified it, where we haven't instantaneously taken that thought captive and, and forced it to obey Christ. That's what the Bible says. We need to take, obe take our thoughts captive and make them obey Christ. But, but the enemy will try to use our thoughts and bad thinking and try to just slowly grate and grate and grate and grate to, to where we get to the point where even the smallest things just grind our gears and we, and we just snap. You know, have you ever been in a place where, like, you're just getting mad at all these little things and you're wondering, why am I mad at this? This is pointless. This is meaningless. What's happened? Uh, it, what's probably happened is the enemy has graded things. And, and whether we recognize it or not, we, we've allowed the enemy to grade those things to where we snap at the smallest, smallest, smallest things. But hope can remain as long as we take our thoughts captive and make them obey Christ. The Bible says in Romans, uh, I believe it's Romans 12 too, 
you know, uh, and I'm, I, I believe we were talking about this again yesterday, you know, the importance of, uh, of how we're not supposed to conform to the pattern of this world, but let God transform us by changing the way we think. That's the New Living Translation. It says, let God transform you by changing the way you think or by the renewing of our minds. Uh, as we renew our minds, our hope goes up. Our hope builds up. As we start thinking the way God thinks, our hope goes up because then we begin to read the word and we see the truth. And what, what's the truth? God's withholding no good thing from those who walk uprightly. What's the truth say? It, the truth says God works all things together for the good of those who, are, who love him and are called according to his purposes. And if you love him and if you're called according to his purposes, that means all things are going to work out for your good. That means all things, put it in the comments, all things work out for my good. Put, put it in the comments, all things work out for my good. Why? Because I love him and I'm called according to his purposes. I'm fulfilling his purposes. I'm doing what he's calling me to do. And because of that, I can have an assurance that things are going to work out for me. And we can put our hope in that. We can put our hope and recognize that God is working it out. Whatever's going on around us, God is working it out all out. I'm going to put my hope in the Word of God. I'm not going to put my hope in what everyone is saying. You know, I'm not going to put my hope in, in, in the news media. I'm not going to put my hope in, in just all these different things because there's a lot of people who, who, are, who are walking in fear right now. And, and again, the enemy is trying to grade our hope, grade the hope of the church. He's trying to, he's trying to, get, to get us to a point where, where we've lost so much of our hope, but, but, but we can stand up today and, and what he stole from us, he has to return it. If we recognize it, he'll have to return it. So I want to encourage you guys this morning. You know, I want to encourage you right here, right now, put on hope. Just like in Isaiah 61, 62, one of those, 63, one of those Isaiahs, uh, 61, 62, I think it's 63 actually, you know, where it said the, the, the scripture that Jesus himself pulled out and quoted, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to comfort those who mourn, to provide for those who grieve in Zion. Uh, and then probably something else that I'm forgetting. But then he says this, to bestow upon them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. That's hopeful. The oil of joy instead of mourning. Come on, you, you can be saturated in joy today. You don't have to be mourning. You don't have to, you know, the Bible says sorrow may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So this morning, I'm going to choose to put on joy. I'm going to choose to put on hope because I recognize that with joy, I draw from the wells of salvation. Come on, with joy I can draw from the wells of salvation. In His presence is fullness of joy. So He'll give you the oil of joy instead of mourning. And here, here it is, a garment of praise. Hear that, a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Praise is a garment. It's something that we need to put on. God will bestow it to you, but you got to take it and put it on. As we put on that praise, as we put on that praise, I'm telling you, hopelessness just has to flee. I can't tell you how many times in my life, I cannot tell you how many times in my life, I've been at a place where I'm like, I feel in my flesh, I just need it. I feel like giving up. I feel like quitting. You know, there, uh, I remember there were times, you know, when I was in ministry and, and, and uh, there, there were moments when I just felt so overwhelmed and burdened. And I recognize now, looking back, that none of that was from God. Uh, but I just didn't know what else to do. And so I, the only thing that I knew to do is I got in my car, 
I pulled out Spotify on my phone, started uh, playing some worship and praise music, and I would just drive down the street. And I, even though I had like tears flowing from my eyes, just in my flesh, I was overwhelmed. As I was praising my God, as I was, as I was declaring that, that, you know, I'm fighting my battles, it's working out. It may look like I'm surrounded. You know, that's just one song that I was thinking of. But I will sing of the goodness of God. You know, uh, all my life he has been faithful. All my life he has been so, so good. You know, as I'm worshiping, as I'm praising, as I'm putting on the garment of praise, I started to recognize that by the end of that drive, all of a sudden the weight that I felt before I, before I was praising was lifted off of me. And, and, and I was able to fully dedicate myself to what God was calling me to do. And I'm telling you, see, this is one of the things I love so much about my wife as well. Because, you know, there are times, again, where, you know, I just start feeling heavy and burdened and I recognize it's not from God. And my wife will just be like, you want to worship? And in my flesh, I just want to be like, no. But in my spirit, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. See, this is why it's also important. If we want to hold on to hope, we need to surround ourselves with people of hope. We need to surround ourselves with people who will encourage our hope, uh, not people who will grate our hope. And so, you know, that's why I'm thankful for my wife. You know, but uh, she would encourage us, hey, let's, oh, I, thank you, Kevin. He said it's Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. Um, Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. Um, but, but my wife would encourage me, Let, let's worship. So we would begin to worship, you know. And, and as we would worship, the, the, it would, the hope would return to us. The hope would come back to us as we would worship our king, as we would worship our God. Hope returned. What, what were we doing? We were putting on the garment of praise that he's already offered us, the garment of praise that he's already bestowed to us. We just had to put it on. And as we put it on, that spirit of heaviness, here, it's a spirit, it's a demonic spirit, that spirit of heaviness, it cannot stay in an atmosphere of praise. Hopelessness cannot stay in an atmosphere of praise. Put that in the comments. Hopelessness cannot stay in an atmosphere of praise. It, it cannot. So we put on that garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. And we will begin to walk in hope. We will walk in hope. No, no, nothing will, will be able to grate away our hope as long as we stay in an atmosphere of thanksgiving and praise. So hear that. Hear that. The enemy cannot grate away your hope. Your hope can, will not go away when you stay in an atmosphere of thanksgiving and praise. Uh, this is powerful. This, you know, I, I feel the Holy Spirit here right now. Amen. You know, their hopelessness cannot stay in an atmosphere of thanksgiving and praise. It cannot. It cannot. So, you know, as, as we're moving on today, you know, talking about uh, that there's hope. Welcome, Pastor, by the way. Um, you know, as we're talking about hope, I want to encourage you. Get your hopes up, you know. So just, just declare this right now. I'm getting my hopes up. I'm getting my hopes up. Amen. Amen. I, uh, that was a good review of everything. I appreciate you handling that. I've been handling pastor stuff. Um, one thing I've found is that God is number one, and uh, he's the number one priority always. Yeah. And uh, in that, he is also... Um, he is all about people, yeah. and uh, I needed to minister to some people this morning, so I apologize for not being here directly. Uh, but uh, anyway, we, you know, in that hope, the devil's schemes 
is to steal that hope like what you were talking about about the cheese grater. The devil wants to steal it. That's what he's after. Because when we have hope, that's what manifests. Faith manifests the things hoped for. And so one of the verses that I wanted to look at real quick, and I wanted to show you something on hope. Today we're talking about breakthrough hope. Uh, But I want to see, have you ever wanted in your life to actually uh, not be shaken? To not, to have a foundation. Have you ever wanted like, okay, I've been shaken up enough. I just want some stability. Is there anybody that has just wanted stability? Uh, Put that in the comments right now. And uh, I, I have wanted that before. Listen, I want that now. I want stability. And I understand that my righteousness is the foundation, that righteousness is the foundation. Uh, you see that in the Old Testament. But we also know that through righteousness, we have the ability to apply hope in our lives because of the righteousness of Christ. And I want you to see this. Uh, there's three things that will give us stability in our lives when we live by them. There are three things that will give us stability in our lives when we live by them outside of righteousness. And you can see this in 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 13. So 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And it says this, But now faith, hope, and love abide these three, and the greatest of these is love. Now, what I want you to see is in another translation it says this, these three things remain. In other words, these three things are a foundation. These three things are a, a stability for our lives. Faith, hope, and love. And if you think about it, if you get hope and then you lose hope, and then you get hope, and then you lose hope. And then you get hope, and then the devil grates on your hope, right? If, if, if that's going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth like that, where is your stability? It's up and down and up and down and up and down. Mm-hmm. So God did not design us. Mm-hmm. He did not design us to go up and down and up and down and up and down. Mm-hmm. He designed us to be stable. And uh, we just had our 100th comment, and the winner is Mr. Johnny Shaver. Good job. Good job, Johnny. Thank you for commenting. And, uh, hey, guys, you got a comment. Keep those comments rolling. We want interaction with you, and we want you to win all the time. We love you, Johnny. Johnny's, like, always the first commenter. Mm -hmm. And if he's not, it's... It's close. It's a weird day. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason he's not is when one of us beats yeah. him because we're, we're live. Okay. I know. I know. But so think about that. If you just think back through your life, when you've had hope versus when you haven't had hope, it's always up and down. So God has designed that our hope remain full. And one of the things is when we have hope, that'll be stable. That thing will abide. That thing will remain. Hope, faith, hope, and love, hope being one of those, will remain and be stable in our lives. And so God says, I want you to be overflowing with hope, a joy, confidence, expectation all the time. And part of the reason for that is that we remain stable. Yeah. We remain stable. Yeah, well, the, the scripture that comes to my mind is uh, hope is an anchor for the soul. Yes. You know, hope yeah. is what, what holds you. Hope is yes. what keeps you stable. Yes. And, 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 you know, as long as we keep that hope, 
will, will, will remain. It's another witness of exactly what I'm talking yeah. about, is that hope will hold us there. Hope will not disappoint. Yeah. Hope is something that we need. And I, I, I ask this, when we did the series on There's Hope, uh, you know, I wore the shirt yesterday. If you didn't see yesterday, you need to see that. Yeah. And uh, you need to go back. Actually, every message this week has been like right on time, yeah. you know. And uh, but if when we went to that series, here's something that the Lord asked me. He said, how many how many messages have you heard on faith? Yeah. And I went, oh, wow, that'd be hard for me to count how many messages I've heard on faith. Yeah. He said, how many faith, how many messages have you heard on love? I was like, maybe not as many as on faith, but a lot, you know, a lot. He said, how many, how many series have you heard on hope? How many messages have you heard on hope? Just on hope. I didn't even remember one. Yeah. I didn't even remember. And yet, these are the three things that abide. How important is it that we get a revelation of hope in our lives? And we're going to pull out a couple of scriptures today that will really show us just how important it is and what a role it plays. You know, yesterday I said this, and, and everybody, you know, they want to apply faith and be a faithful people, and they should. There's nothing wrong with that. But did you know that if you don't have hope, your faith won't work? If you don't have hope, your faith won't work. Put that in the comments. If you don't have hope, if we don't have hope, our faith won't work. And you can say same thing about love. If we don't have love, our faith won't work because faith worketh by love. But in Hebrews 11.1 1, it says, but now faith is the substance or the support of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. So what it tells us is that faith will support or manifest what we hope for. So if we don't have hope, then our faith is going, oh, what, where, where's the thing I'm supposed to be holding up? Right. right? And faith is looking for what are you hoping for? Yeah. Put that in the comments. Faith it looks for what you're hoping for. Faith looks for what you're hoping for. Faith looks for what you're hoping for. And if there's nothing there that you're hoping for, that you're in joy over, that you're in confidence over, that you're in expectation over, faith has nothing to manifest. Yeah. So we have to have hope. And God has designed us to have hope. And when we have hope, it'll help you break through. It'll, it'll bring the breakthrough. Why? It doesn't disappoint. We want the kind of hope that will break you through, that will get you through those moments where you're having like you're going into your car. You did a great thing. One of the things you said is, is that, you know, discouragement cannot stand and a lack of hope cannot stand around praise. Why? Because God inhabits the presence of his people, the praises of his people. His presence comes in. And so what happens when the presence of God enters into your life? You can't do anything else but start to hope because he is the God of hope. He is the God of hope. And so one of the things I want to look at today is that it's our responsibility to put on this breakthrough hope and how hope will break you through. So now if you look at this, uh, you remember the verses that say rejoice always, like 1 Thessalonians 5, I think it is. Um, it says in Philippians 4, rejoice. And again, I say 
rejoice. So in other words, he's telling us, he's emphasizing it twice in one verse. He backs it up again, and he says it like this in Thessalonians, rejoice always, no matter what you see, no matter what you're facing. See, he didn't say rejoice when you feel good about it. Rejoice when it looks good, right? But what is hope? Joy, confidence, expectation. So what he's doing is he's telling you, put on joy or put on hope Mm -hmm. and put it on on purpose. In other words, you had hope once, put that joy on again. It's a direct, when he says rejoice always, or he says rejoice, and again I say rejoice, either Philippians or 1 Thessalonians. Both places, he's telling us and commanding us that our responsibility is to put on hope in every situation. And I would say, especially the ones where you don't feel like it. You've got to put on hope. And what does that look like? When you rejoice, what does that look like? You know, when we rejoice, what happens is we start to put on joy, on purpose, intentional. Not because we feel like it, not because the situation is a, uh, produces that joy. No, the situation, this situation produces joy in us. This is our standard. This is our life. This Bible tells us to put on joy. This Bible is our joy because we see the character and the nature of God. We know who He is. We know what He's done and what He's doing and what He's going to do in our lives. And we decide to look more at it than we look at the situation and we can put on joy. It's there for us to put on. We just have to make sure that we do it. Sure. Uh, I'm just thinking like if you ever see, like if you are in the presence of someone who probably just won the lottery. Yeah. You know, yeah. like what are they going to do? Oh, cool. That's neat. Oh, that's really good. How, how convenient. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, no, they'll, they'll get yeah. as undignified as, you know, I could get out. Like they'll, they'll be all over the place. Yes. They're laughing, you know, hysterically, probably won't be able to stand much, you know, like just like, they're, why? Because yeah. they're full of joy. Yeah. You know, well, how much more have we received in Christ? Yes. You know, like, yeah. like what's, like a million dollars to to I can spend an eternity with my with yeah. the God of the universe. I have fellowship with Him. I, I can have prosperity in Him. I can have yeah. uh, health in Him. All these different things that fl- that 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 flood out of it. I mean, like that. I mean, it's so much better, yeah. you know, than than just than just like a momentary thing. You know, it's we have eternal blessings with God. Yes. We have eternal yeah. fellowship with God. Like yes. that's so much better. Yeah. He owns all the silver and all the gold anyway, you know? So like I would much rather be his son. Yes. You know, than, than win a million lotteries. He is the richest benefactor mm-hmm. that's ever been. And you yeah. uh, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. One of the things that's yeah. so uh important, I believe, is that we really don't know who who our father is. Yeah. Like, you know, because if I said right now that, all right, if I told you you can win the lottery, well, you know, that's a long shot. But if I told you that God is a good father to you, most people can believe that God's a good father. But do they know what level of good he actually is? Like if I tell them right now, if I said, look, the Lord will give you $10 million in business. He'll give you $10 million. How many people do you think believe me? 
You know, and I'm talking about Christians that go to church. I mean, we've got some in Boomerang that are starting to get to that place where that's becoming a reality to them. But how many people do you think without hearing the preaching on that and who he actually is, actually believe that. And here's why they don't have hope, because they really don't know how big God is and how much he wants to get to them. Like then the $10 million is nothing compared to the abundance of life. That's just the beginning. And so because they don't know how big he is, they don't know how good he is. They don't have a real revelation that he'll get that stuff to them right now. They don't understand that. And so because they've not been taught on it, they've not listened to the right preaching on it. They've not seen, and we're not talking about money. It's not, that's just an item to utilize the concept, to throw the concept at you. We're talking about the reality of his character and nature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, what what I often think of is, you know, the story of the prodigal son, which is, you know, a a picture of the father towards us. A beautiful picture. Yeah. Yeah. And and you look at the older brother and when he's having the conversation with his father, why are you, you know, killing the fattened calf for for this son of yours? And he says, don't you know that all I have is already yours? Yeah, like, yeah. Like he was doing all this, all this stuff, but he had, he didn't have the revelation. I know that he had access to all that the father had. And that's I know. Jesus sharing. This is what your relationship. Yes, with the yes. Look like. Don't you know that all that the father has is yours? Is yours? All everything. Things, all things pertaining to life and godliness. Yeah. He's made available to you. So and you and I, I've gone through this before, but I think it's so important to do. I need to do a video that just explains this one concept. Like, all right, finances, we've talked about this many times, money, finances. It, and, and why are we talking about this? Because when you know who God is, it will produce hope inside of you. All right. So now watch. He is not withholding any good thing. Would you say that overflow, according to the Bible, overflow in abundance is a good thing according to God? Yes. Yeah, because it's all over the Word. He says, I want you to be the lender and not the borrower. How can you lend to people if you don't have an overflow? Like if you can't even pay your bills, you have no lending ability. You know, you've got to have an overflow. He says, I want you to have an abundance for every good work. Both of these are talking about straight up money as the context, right? And, and so money becomes a good way to explain how much he has. So let me utilize just that to show the overflow and the abundance that he has in his character and nature. All right. So this is such a great concept because when you really know who God is and what he has for you, listen, if you haven't shared the broadcast yet, share it right now. You know, people need to hear this. They need to know who God is. They need to know what God has for them. He's not withholding any good thing. Any good thing. He's not withholding it. He's longing to release what I'm about to talk about. He's longing to release to you. (laughs) He's longing to release it to you. He's looking for people that he can release it to. The question is, are we one of those? He's looking to release some things, major, major things. But are we in the position to receive it? First of all, we got to know about it. We got to apply faith towards it. And we got to walk the way he wants us to walk. Now, watch this. Oh, glory to God. I'm telling you, I just got right now, I just feel the gift of faith for financial overflow in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Man, I've not felt that many times. 
But receive this right now. Hallelujah. Lord, let supernatural breakthrough happen in Jesus' name. Let supernatural breakthrough in people's finances. Lord, I declare, in the name of Jesus, let an abundance of finances fall to your people in Jesus' name. Let it manifest now. Ideas, checks in the mail. Lord, overflowing favor at their business. Lord, give them new businesses. Give them wisdom. Give them the idea. Give them the uh, invention, Lord. Lord, give them whatever it is they need, and Father, overflow it. And if that's you right now, if you're hearing that right now in Jesus' name, just say, Lord, I receive an overflow in my finances on heaven's level. I receive an overflow in my finances on heaven's levels. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Lord, bring it loose right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's an anointing on you. If you heard this and you receive it, there's an anointing to receive an abundance in your life and in your finances. Did you feel that? Yeah. Glory to God. I'm telling you, it hit me in the spirit big time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, Priscilla. That's a great thing. She's like, oh, I'm so in on that right now. That People don't realize the importance of connecting in that moment like that. It, it, it really does a big deal. Lord, let every person who sows today, let them be blessed. Let them overflow. Just we'll handle the overflow and the abundance right here because it's fitting. If you want to sow today in Facebook, you can do hashtag donate and the amount, or you can go to givebc.org. You do not have to. It is not, we're not, you know, we have expectation that people are going to, but it is not a requirement. It's something that you do because you want to, to advance the kingdom and people want to when the, when an anointing like that drops, it's important for us to connect with it. Many times when you see the anointing and breakthrough that comes through in the Bible, what's the first thing they did? What did Noah do as soon as he got off that ark? He, he broke through all of the death. And what's the first thing he did? He built an altar and he sacrificed. He said, I'm connecting, uh, I'm giving you praise for what you just gave me. I'm, I'm giving. You poured out love to me, and now I'm pouring out love to you, and for God so loved that he gave. And that's why it's important to do that. Glory to God. All right, now, here's the important thing. All right, this is what's important. I, I'm telling you, and don't let go of that word that just came through. That was a gift of faith for a breakthrough in finances. Do not let go of that word. You need to mark down what I said, go back to it and say, I received this today. Stand on it. You need to confess it for yourself. I take the words that God gives through uh, to me and I'll go over them. I'll listen to them again and again and again. And so anyway, um, this is something people, my people are destroyed or they're in captivity for a lack of knowledge or a lack of understanding. You see that in Hosea, you see it in Isaiah. All right, so now one of the things that, that people don't see is this. How much is God worth? All right, forget about heaven. Forget about the spiritual for a second. Let's just talk physical. All right, how much is God worth? You mentioned a verse just a second ago. All right. And why do I talk about this? Because when you know who God is and how he is defined in scripture and in the physical, then you will have faith on him. Yeah. You will have faith in him. And if you have faith in him, your hope will rise in him. Yeah. 
you will have an expectation and a confidence and a joy at a different level than you did before. How much is God worth in the physical? Well, you mentioned the verse. All the silver is his. All the gold is his. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. In other words, what he's saying is, how can you put a price to it? He owns it all. You know, if he wanted to take all the wealth from every person and give it to one person, he could do that. If he wanted to take all the wealth in the earth and give it to one person, he could do that just like that. It's all his. It's all his. Now watch this. The earth in itself, the earth's value is valued somewhere around uh, four to five quadrillion dollars. Okay. That's four thousand trillion. Okay. Four thousand trillion is what the earth wealth is rated at. Now the earth is just one planet in the solar system. Now, and let me just explain four quadrillion to you, but it's going to be hard to, hard to explain. But if, if I took, you know, this ceiling is what, about 25 feet high. If I took four quadrillion dollars and I went from the ceiling to the floor and I just made lines and at the top was four quadrillion dollars, one million dollars would be hard to even see a line. It would be so thin, one million in that would be so thin, you'd have a hard time seeing the line. Yeah. So what is one million dollars to the Lord? Nothing. It's pocket change. It's, dust. it's lint in his pocket that holds his trillions. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing to the Lord. So can God get you millions? Without question. It's nothing to God. It's like, it's like when we find yeah. like a five dollar bill in our yeah. pocket. It's like that. Like, oh. It's like finding a penny (laughs) that dropped in a pocket 20 years ago to the Lord. I mean, it's nothing to them. It's nothing to them. So why is it hard for Christians to have it? The only reason it's hard for Christians to have it is because they don't know he's worth that much. And if they knew that he was worth that much, but the earth is not always worth. If they knew that he was worth that much, they would they would just believe so much more. Well, the earth in the solar system is actually not one of the largest planets. You go to Jupiter and you go to, uh, just do research for me, how many Earths will fit into Jupiter, right? But just, just do that. So in our solar system is nine different planets. I think I read just the other day that on Saturn, it rains diamonds. Yeah. It, I mean, that's a scientific fact. It rains diamonds. So what is it to God to break one of those raindrops off and send it to the earth and make it come through the atmosphere? Land in your backyard and you got a diamond this size in your backyard. Pure diamond. You are instantly a millionaire just like that. That's nothing. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So listen to this. He looked it up for me. The earth will fit inside of Jupiter 1,300 times. That's a lot. (laughs) Thirteen hundred times. Listen to this. If we just use the same thirteen hundred Earths times four quadrillion. Can you do that? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So thirteen hundred Earths times four is that is five quintillion. It's just in Jupiter. Just in Jupiter. So in Jupiter, just if the wealth was the same, like all the resources and everything. 
So that's two planets, two planets mm -hmm. in the solar system. There's nine planets in the solar system, or, or eight, and that's messed up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there, there's, there's nine planets mm -hmm. around the sun, right? How much wealth is the solar system? Mm -hmm. And how much is it? I mean, you can, a million is nothing in that, mm -hmm. in what's in the earth. Yeah. And then watch this. In our Milky Way galaxy, yeah. there are billions of stars. What does that mean? That there's billions of stars. There's billions times billions. There's, if we said nine planets per star, there's nine times billions of stars. How much is the galaxy worth? And that's just the Milky Way galaxy, and there's billions of galaxies. Billions times billions times five quintillion. Times septillion. Yeah. How much does God own physically? Yeah. It's not hard for him to get wealth into our hands. What's hard is for Christians to believe he's that good. And if they knew that he was that wealthy and that good, their hope would rise to a level and that hope would break them through because now faith could overcome the lack and produce what they hoped for. And so we've got to understand, and then you go back to the verse that says he owns it all. And then you go back to the verse that says he is not withholding any good thing to those who walk uprightly. Man, that makes me want to walk uprightly. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I want to walk yeah. righteously. I want to walk in holiness. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he's not withholding any good thing. We start walking like that, he's going to start getting these things to us. Yeah. You know? Who, you know, who, who sends three pagan wise men full of riches mm -hmm. into the middle of nowhere following a star, mm -hmm. and, and Jesus is set off of that? They go into Egypt. They live off of all of that. They have so much in the treasury. Judas is stealing. He doesn't even know. Nobody even knows he's stealing except Jesus by the Holy Ghost. Nobody called him. Yeah. Jesus knew it by the Holy Spirit. But nobody catches him. Yeah. He's got his hand in the bag. Mm -hmm. You know, they're out in the desert. And people don't get this. In today's terms, they're out in the desert. And they're like, you know, there's so many people here, Jesus. Uh, but... You know, we have this much money, 300 denarii, but how much is that? So they're on a mission trip, right? I, I, when I go on the mission trip, I don't carry my whole bank with me. Yeah. I carry some money, but not all, all of it, you know? I'll carry, I'll carry some money with me just to get me through the mission trip. Yeah. They're out on a missions trip. They don't have the whole bank with them probably. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't prove that one way or the other, but that's probably the odds. 30, 300 denarii, a denarii was a day's wage. At a minimum, that was like $25,000. Yeah. So they're just out on a mission trip. They got $25,000 in today's wages there. Yep. And they're like, this is not enough to feed everybody. So they just pull from the river of God. He's not withholding any good thing. Yep. Get some hope in God. Get some joy, some confidence, some expectation. God's not withholding. He's sitting there. He's like, hey, you could, you know, you could do some stuff. You could send them home and give them some money to buy some stuff. But I'll just give you a river in the desert and, and, and a fish. You know, you'll take it and break it. And I love what Brother Tracy says. And you break the fish and a 
head grows a tail and the tail grows a, a head and, and then they broke it and it does it again and the miracle just starts. And all of a sudden they feed you know, 15,000 people, 5,000 know, men. Mm. You know, scholars agree it's 15,000 people. God, it, God's not limited. Get your hopes up. Get your hopes up in God. No matter what you see, no matter what you, what you feel, get your hopes up in God and watch what He can do. Watch what he can do. And not only that, but now we'll go to our notes. (laughs) Like we said yesterday, hope is God. God is hope. Christ is uh, who is our hope. Jesus is hope. And it says in Romans 15, 13, now may the God of hope. So 1 Timothy 1, 1 and Romans 15, 13. God is hope, and we're supposed to be God-like. So if God is hope, then we should be hope. If He's hope, we should be hope. We have a responsibility Mm -hmm. to be a hopeful people that never drops it, never loses it. And what's that going to turn out in you and me? Number one, we're going to see the manifestation of His goodness. Number two, we will be stable because hope abides. Hope abides. Uh, Two, hope is a command. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 10.23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. So God tells us right there, he says, you can hold on to hope, hold on to joy, hold on to confidence, hold on to expectation because God's so faithful, he won't let it fail. Glory to God. (laughs) Glory. He's so faithful, he will not let it fail. I'll be quiet for a second. You got something right now? No. This is good. Amen. soaking it in. It's hope is a command. He says, hold on to it. He said, because God's so good, he won't let you do anything else. First Corinthians uh, 13, four through eight, this is where it talks about love is patient, love is kind. Is, and, and watch this. It says this about ho- hope. Love hopes all things. Mm-hmm. Love hopes all things. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? If you're in love, you have to be in hope. That's good. And didn't he command us to love? Yeah. So he essentially commanded us to put on hope. Yeah. To rejoice, to put on hope. And what does it say about love? When you get in love, when you get in hope, it never fails. fails. Yeah. It never fails. Wow. So love, I mean, hope is our responsibility. Mm-hmm. Hope is Christ. Hope is God. Hope is commanded. So see, what's going on in the world right now, the devil is trying to get you off of your hope. But you are not those people. You've heard messages like this. You'll continue to hear messages like this. You are a hopeful people. And you're going to put on hope no matter how you feel. You're going to put on hope no matter what you see. You're going to put on hope in every circumstance. You're going to be the people of God. You're going to be the people of hope. And it's going to shine like a light. It's in the middle of darkness. People are going to say, I need what you got. And what what do I have? You're hopeful. You're in joy all the time. You're confident. You're in expectation all the time. What do you have? I've got the hope of God. I've got God. Hmm. It shines. And, and 1 Peter 3, verse 15. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. And now watch this. He's given us a command. Sanctify Christ as 
as Lord in your hearts. See, if Christ is truly the Lord, then he is on the throne, then he's calling the shots. And what were the commandments, the shots that he just called? Be hopeful. So when I sanctify him, I'm consecrating him. I'm making him a place of hope in my heart. I'm setting aside a place of hope that I will never dethrone him from. I'm sanctifying Christ in my heart. And when that happens, in other words, see, if I, if I move into fear, if I move into fear and allow fear to be there, then what I've done is I've separated a place for fear in my heart. But God's saying, if I am not joyful, then I've separated a place for anti-hope, anti-joy. If I'm not confident, I've separated a place for anti-confidence, anti-expectation, anti-hope. God's saying, but if Jesus is hope and God is hope and you let him be on the throne, only hope can be there. You'll never not have hope there. And if you will let Jesus be Lord like that, watch what happens. He said, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you. In other words, people are going to start asking you something to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. In other words, here's what will happen. Your hope will preach. Your hope will start to be contagious. Mm -hmm. Your hope will start to say, people go, what's different about you? Mm -hmm. There's something in you that's different. Tell me what's different. And he says, you need to be ready to give him an answer. Mm-hmm. I've got God, and He is hope. Yeah. He is my joy. He is my confidence. He is my expectation, and He never fails that. He never fails my hope. He never fails my faith. He always comes through. Yeah. He's my hope, and it's contagious, and it'll make people ask you. Yeah. This, is, this is the breakthrough. You know, you and I could go out, and we could try to talk to people, and many people would, would be like, I don't want to hear about Jesus. When we go soul winning, we always have somebody that says, you know, walked away and doesn't want to hear about it. But see, this is just it. This will break through that shell. When you put on hope, see, and this is a part of the great end time harvest of souls, is that when you put on hope, you break through the shell that they've been holding up, the shield that where they've been trying to hold back anything about God. But when you have hope, they'll start asking you. They'll start asking you about it. Because we, no matter what the devil is trying, no matter what he's trying in our lives, coming against your family, coming against your health, health, coming against your finances, no matter what he's trying, there's a hope in Jesus. And when we put it on, it shows the world something, and it's contagious. Romans 12, 1 and 2, it talks about, you know, I beg you, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Do you think, uh, do you think, hey Ben, good to see you. Do you think that uh, you and I could actually give a sacrifice of ourselves holy and acceptable unto God outside of hope? I don't think it's possible because that's a commandment. So a sacrifice that's holy and acceptable unto God must have hope with it. Yeah. And so 
that's what he's getting. And let me just, let me give you something here. I'm going to give you a key, a key right now. A sacrifice that's holy and acceptable unto God must, all caps, must have hope in it. It must have hope in it. Put that in the comments. A sacrifice, an offering, right, that's given unto God must have hope in it. So what does that mean? That means when I bring an offering or I bring, I bring an offering to the Lord, I can't just throw money in there mm -hmm. and have no joy on it, no confidence or no expectation. What we have right here is a good definition of how I should bring that. It needs to be with hope and with faith and with love. Yeah. I must, if I'm bringing an offering that's holy and acceptable unto God, it must include faith, hope, and love. So if I bring an offering up and I bring, I bring a, uh, you know, a tithe or an offering mm -hmm. and I give it, even if you're giving on this and there is not joy with it, there's not hope with it, there's not confidence that God is going to do something with this seed. There's not an expectation God's going to do something supernatural with this seed. Yeah. If there's not a confidence, a joy, a confidence, an expectation of it, then it's not a sacrifice that's wholly unacceptable. Hmm. Well, that'll change the way we give. Yeah. And when that changes the way you give, that'll change the soil that you planted in because you're planting it with faith, hope, and love. Mm -hmm. Now it has the proper spiritual fertilizer. It'll bring up different harvest in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like anytime you're planting something, there's a difference between just kind of like scattering it and planting it. Yes. You know? Yes. So like when we're coming without hope, it's just kind of like we're just throwing it out there. Yes. And, and yes. ravens will come and eat it up. You know, you never know what's going to happen to it. Yes. But when you plant it yeah. and bury it, yeah. you know, but you're, what, what you're doing is you're, you're literally moving things aside. You're planting it in there and you're attaching hope to it. You're yes. saying, I'm, I'm treating this as precious seed. Yes. This seed is precious. I'm yes. not just going to throw it out flippantly. It's precious to me. And so I'm going to treat it as precious. And, yes. I, and, and that's when you can ensure a harvest. Amen. When you treat it as precious, Amen. you water it, you care for it. You know? yeah. Then it'll spurt, come out and it'll bear It'll fruit. come out the way that God designed it yeah. to come out. Mm -hmm. and, and so look at this. Hope is contagious. And, and it, he's talking about here that when you and I plan ourselves. But what can be included in here is, you know, like my finances is a part of me. Yeah. So when I give... It, this, that's a part of me too. Yeah. But let's not just talk about finance. Let's talk about you and myself and mm -hmm. you yeah. watching and listening. When I plant me, I give myself to the Lord, yeah. a holy sacrifice, yeah. full of the hope <laughs> of God, yeah. joy, confidence, expectation, or else it wouldn't be holy and acceptable. He says, and I'm not conformed to this world, but I'm transformed. By the renewing of my mind. In other words, I act, I let the word tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. not, not the world, but I let the word tell me what to do. Like I let the word tell me to be like Jesus who is hope. Yeah. I let the word tell me 
don't let go of your hope, your confession of hope. I let the word tell me rejoice, put on hope again. I let the word tell me that love is hope and I'm, I'm commanded to love. So I'm commanded. So I let the word tell me how to live in hope. And when I do that, it renews my mind that I may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. In other words, my life starts to be a proof to other people that God is good, that his will is good, that his will is perfect that it's acceptable. Yeah. And, and so when I put on hope, my life starts to prove. It's contagious. And people start to ask, why are you so hopeful? Listen to this. I love this as we wrap up today. This is 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12 and 13. This is from the message uh, paraphrase. I, w- I want you to hear this. We don't yet see things clearly. Listen to this word for word. Just, just let it sit on you. You and I, we don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, so to speak, peering through a mist. But it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then. See it all as clearly as God sees us. Knowing Him directly, just as He knows us. But for right now, Until that completeness, we have three things to do to lead us towards that consummation. One, trust steadily in God. Two, hope unswervingly. And three, love extravagantly. And the best of these three is love. In other words, he's commanding us, hope unswervingly. Don't be swerved, not one iota, Mm -hmm. to the left or to the right, not one nanometer, (laughs) not one nanomillimeter, whatever that may be, smallest of the small, not one proton in an atom, right? Don't be swerved. Hope unswervingly, and God will come through because love doesn't fail. Yeah. And hope is a part of God's love. And he says, hope will not disappoint. Yeah. If we will put on hope on purpose and we will stay in hope, forget about any news you hear, anything you see, yeah. but stay in the hope of God based off of his promises. What do we hope in? We hope in his character and nature and his promises. And this book is filled with the greatest of promises. And like what I just showed you, he, it is filled with proof of just how big God is, how much he has, and how much he loves you. You know, if I told you today, or if I told you that you just won the latest uh, lottery, right? You would be so excited. What I'm telling you is bigger than that lottery because, because God owns more than just the wealth in this earth. He owns more than even this earth could ever have. And he's your daddy and everything that's his is yours. I'm telling you, put on hope and you will start to break through in your witness. You will break through in your life. Your your offerings will break through in a harvest. Your your health will break through. Put on hope in God. He is worthy of it and it will cause you to break through in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Amen. 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 Hey, we praise God for you. And as we wrap up today... 
uh, we just want to encourage you. Every time I put on hope in God, he always comes through. Mm-hmm. Because hope never fails. Hope, hope will never disappoint. Mm-hmm. Because love never fails. And he is that perfect love. Yeah. So, hallelujah. We love you. I'll let you wrap it up and tell them everything we got going on. Listen, be here tonight. Yeah. At 6 p.m. to midnight, we're going to pray. We're going to apply some of this hope tonight as we pray, and we are going to see manifestations in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, Amen. so guys, if you if you can get here, get here tonight at yeah. 6 o'clock. do it. It's going to be powerful. And, do it. And, do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. Uh, we have a powerful Holy Ghost weekend. You know, all weekend, it's going to be powerful. On Tomorrow on Saturday, at starting at 1 p.m., it's going to be soul winning Saturday. We're going to be going out uh, and sharing the gospel with people. We're going to be seeing soul saves. It's going to be powerful. And then after that, after all the power that, that we're going to be encountering tonight and tomorrow, then we're entering in to Holy Spirit Sunday. We're going to be having Dr. Richard Moore here. Woo-hoo! It's going to be incredible. 10 a.m. on Sunday, 6.30 p.m. on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Potential. There's possibility yeah, of it. A, if even, the Holy Ghost wants it yeah, to go. whatever the Holy Ghost leads. But yeah. it's going to, I mean, starting now, like there's going to be power. You know, yeah. there, it's going to yeah. be powerful. Healings, miracles, provisions, like God's going to be moving. We were praying yeah. about it this morning in prayer. You know, like there's going to be, it's going to be powerful. So yeah. if Amen. you can be here at any point during any of this, if you yeah. can be here for all of these, be a part, you know, yes. come join us. And I'm telling you, attach your hope to it, uh, and God's going to move. God's going to break through. It's going to be Amen. powerful. This uh, is something I want to ask before yeah. you finish. I want to ask you all to do something. Um, I want you to, if you've already shared the broadcast, which I, I'm believing that most of you already have, if you haven't, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go back, and we're going to put this on the boomerang line <laughs> too. Uh, I want you to go back to where you shared it, and I want you to edit it if you already don't have something like this. And that, and I want you to say this in the comments, you have to hear this word on hope. And uh, tell them, you have to hear this word on hope, and tell them it starts about 45 minutes in, and uh, you have to hear this. Do what you do. Put in all caps, put exclamation points. People need to hear this word on hope. They need to hear yeah. this word on hope because it's so important in bringing these things through. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing. Take, get the link, copy the link, send it to your friends. Send it to your friends say, you have to hear this message on hope. Mm-hmm. This is life-changing. Send it to them. People need to hear this. Yeah. This will change their life and cause them to break through. They've got to get hope as a part of them, mm-hmm. just like hope is a part of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, guys, thank you for joining us today. This was Amen. a powerful broadcast. And, you know, one of the great things is these things keep going. So, yeah. you know, uh, so we want to in- invite you as well, you know, next Monday at 1130. You know, yeah. we got some power- powerful services going on. We got to have some powerful broadcasts going yeah. on. Um, Dr. Richard Moore will be with us next week on Lunch Plus. I wanted to... I, I wasn't I haven't sure. Talked to him yet, so I'm okay. prophesying. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He will be. And so Jesus, I'm sure he will. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. So that's that's even more reason to yeah. make sure you are here on Monday at 11:30 yeah. uh, for lunch plus. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. 
Keep putting on hope, yes. never take it off. Yes. Put on hope, put on praise, put on yeah. thanksgiving, and hope will not disappoint. Yes. Guys, we love you. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you Monday for lunch, on Lunch Plus. Love, love you guys. Join us tonight and this mm-hmm. weekend at Boomerang. Tonight's yeah. prayer tomorrow at 1 p.m. Soul winning Saturday. Come and win souls with us. And then Dr. Richard, we love you. Have a great one. And uh, thank you for being a part of the What's Right family and the Lunch Plus. Amen. Amen. Bye-bye. Love you guys.